0: Bud Light Seltzer's 5% alcohol, 100 calories, and it comes in four flavors. There's strawberry, lemon, lime, mango, and my go-to, black cherry. They're all super refreshing and perfect when I want something with a little more kick than just sparkling water. You know what I'm saying? Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. There are so many paths to finding your family story but whether you're tracing them generations back with a family tree or uncovering your ethnicity with ancestry DNA it's easy to get started with ancestry Ancestry DNA can tell you your ethnic origins and give you historical details to bring your family stories to life and it doesn't just tell you what countries you're from it can also pinpoint the specific regions I was pretty sure I knew where my grandparents were from and now that I've confirmed it with an ancestry DNA test, I want to see how many generations back I can go. It was super easy to do. I got my kit, sent in my saliva sample, and they sent me my results. Give it a try. Start exploring your family story today. Simply head to my URL at Ancestry.com slash Jillian to get your Ancestry DNA kit and start your free trial. That's an Ancestry DNA kit and a free trial at Ancestry.com slash Jillian. One more time, guys. It's Ancestry.com
1: slash Jillian. You're listening to The Jillian Michaels Show. Word! Uh, Manus, it's, yes.
0: it's been a while since we've done a segment. Yes. On... Gratitude. Oh. And I realized that, like, here's what's kind of interesting. I remember years ago, you remember that book um by Khalil Gibran called The Prophet? I've never read it, but I. Oh, you'd love it. It's so manus. Really? <laughs> oh, my God. It's like manus all day long, and it's like a, you can read it in like 30 minutes.
1: It's called The Prophet.
0: Okay. Yeah. I actually have it if you need to borrow it. Oh, you're reading that stuff? It's like 1970. Uh, we had to read it for one of my
2: classes in college. Oh. Hmm. I didn't. But I've got it.
0: Anyway, he talks about like, um, he talks about emotions and like why we have these emotions and these tragedies. And I remember there was a part about sorrow when he's like, the tears or something that like carve out. Hang on. Let me find it exactly because it it illustrates sort of what I want to talk about. Uh, Hang on. Khalil Gibran. Sorrow. Hang on. Quote. Ah, are you ready? Here it is. Hang on. Okay. Your joy is your sorrow unmasked. And, your uh, joy? Hang your on. Your joy Wait, is your Let sorrow. me keep going. Let me keep going. Hold on. Okay, so yeah. here's the thing about gratitude. The reason I'm... Oh, oh, she's chewing the headphones. She's on the phones, girl. She's on the phones. She had the phones. She's chewing those, them? No, ah, she's on the phones again. She'll eat those whole... I'm not kidding. You think I'm joking. Okay. Bonds will eat those phones.
1: Okay, Bonds, you're going to have to go on the thing. Hang on. Oh, it's going to be pissed. It's not going to go. No. What uh, I really love is the, my, how close my face is to bonsai <laughs>
0: shit. <laughs> 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 she won't go.
1: No. Come
0: here, bonsai doodle. Yes, my sweet little bug bug. Mwah. Come here. Um. Okay. So, the segment is about gratitude, and here, here's why. I've been looking at the world a little bit differently lately, and I know that people always talk about, like, oh, be grateful, be grateful. And sometimes, you know, you hear these this stuff over and over and it starts to sound like a platitude and a cliche and sometimes you're just having a really bad time and something bad's going on and you're like, I don't feel like being grateful. I feel like being upset. I feel like being angry. I feel like being hurt. And there's a time for all those emotions. But Mm -hmm. I remember years ago reading this book, The Prophet, right? And uh, this guy, Khalil Gibran, talks about how the negative emotions always give way to the positive emotions if you allow it to. Okay. So the other day, Heidi had discovered um, this, apparently a gosling, which is like a baby goose.
1: Yes, I believe that would be a gaggle of goslings.
0: Yeah. Running across Canaan Canyon, oh. alone in the road, right? Yeah. They do that. What well- they do? Well, well, it's just... What's there a goose doing in Canaan?
1: It's just, they're, it's, it's birthing time, so all these little babies, and either either it got either when a mom and the papa, because usually the mom and the papa geese will stay together if it gets separated or something. It might have gotten, didn't keep up with the gang, or it got tried to get taken away by a hawk or something. Well, it's running across <clears throat> Canaan, which is a huge road, a yeah. canyon road in Malibu.
0: She pulls over, <laughs> puts him in a little bag, because that's all she's got little paper bag takes him home and ironically like what are the chances right she's got a brand new incubator because she ordered a bunch of chickens and ducks again online and she's like they're all in the living room they're all few you know a few days old and we've got a pond and the whole thing we have ducks and she just it just and i thought oh my god like did it literally did it blend in with no the- it's in there it's sleeping with my dog on the couch it's no i'm not joking look at her instagram firelight farm there it is sleeping with my pit bull on the sofa. Pull that up for me, will you? Yeah, I can pull it up. So, yeah, right? And it's like, there it is, swimming in the pond with the ducks. It's in the incubator with the chickens. And I, I know I'm talking about, I know this is a gosling, right? But it here's the thing. I thought to myself, I texted her, and I was like, God, that's the luckiest little gosling Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the whole wide world and yet on the other hand you're like well maybe it's not right it got separated from its parents maybe its parents got eaten by a coyote and it it brought me kind of back to where I've been at lately where it's like when bad things happen I'm still able now at this point in my life to look at the part where I'm lucky to look at like well okay this happened but this came out of it Mm -hmm. right and I realize that so much of life is about attitude and I don't want to tell you not to be angry and I don't want to tell you not to be sad because we're meant to have all those feelings. Um, But I think it's your perspective on the feelings. That's really important for making them matter. Okay. Um, And so, okay. So I'm going to read this is on joy and sorrow. Khalil Gibran is from the prophet. Your joy is your sorrow unmasked and the self same well from which your laughter rises was oftentimes filled with your tears. And how else can it be? The deeper that sorrow carves into your being, the more joy you can contain. Is not the cup that holds your wine, the very cup that was burned in the potter's oven? And it's not the lute that soothes your spirit. Oh, is not the lute that soothes your spirit, the very wood that was hollowed with knives. When you're joyous, look deep into your heart and you shall find it's only that which has given you sorrow that is giving you joy. Okay
1: and he he goes on um, but he's always finding the he's he's going he's back and forth he's showing how
0: they're flip sides of the same coin yeah, yeah. you know it, it's like he and then it's he goes on and on about, it's but but the, the point is that you don't have joy without sorrow and he's right like think about it like the person that breaks your heart is the person that filled your heart mm. you know i mean the, the and and conversely, you know, a lot of times out of tragedy is birthed meaning, meaning and purpose and, and great things if we can find a way through it. But I kind of I really want to do just sort of take a look at things in our lives right now and have a moment. I know this is super cheesy. It's not me per se, but I do think like, what are you grateful for right now? Like there's something going on in my life that was kind of a bummer. And I was like, all right, well, this is a bummer. But luckily, the situation that happened, I have other things in place so that I was able to manage it as best as possible. Right. And I was like, well, I'm very lucky to have this and this and this and this and this going on so that I can handle that better. So do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't just look at it as like, oh, it's happening to me. I look at like, "Okay, what can I learn from it? And subsequently, like what things happened around it that I'm lucky to have a friend that called to help me right or you you know what i mean i I do do. um and i think we get so caught up in feeling like victims because by the way a lot of times we are victims we're victims of a universe that's out of our control for Mm -hmm. sure man things happen that are crazily unfair but how do you cope with it do you let it do you let it sink your ship or do you let it <clears throat> make you wiser, smarter, stronger. And again, I I know I'm talking in those
1: platitudes, and I've heard people do that before. And I'm like, oh God, shut up, stop. But, but just let people be sad. But a lot of times we, you have to chuck. It's it's in hindsight sometimes. Like sometimes we don't realize what the good of that situation was until we get oh, we get away from it. Like no, I you're not wrong. Uh, so you're right. I, I think it's really hard to feel those both. What he was talking about which, at the which same is so, time. Yeah, which you so he so beautifully said. That's a tough one to e- evolve yourself so that you can. I don't know.
2: But I mean, I feel like it also, it goes back to think like showing the dichotomy of it because if you never had sorrow, you wouldn't know you were joyful. If you never yes, had joy, true. you would yes. never know you were sorrowful.
0: I, I remember reading something about like, without there being evil in the world, there wouldn't be good. Like, okay, you... Okay, so oh. horrible tragedies occur every single day. Manchester. Okay. I know Bonsai. And you see this heinous act, right? Of the very worst parts in our humanity coming out. But conversely, you know, I remember seeing an image of a homeless man cradling a woman who was injured. I think she was dying. I didn't want, I couldn't actually. I was like, okay, off, off, off. (laughs) It just was too upsetting for me. But I, the juxtaposition of another person not running, right? And being there Um, in that moment for a total stranger like only out of a tragedy was born that kindness as well like it's the Mr. Rogers right look for the helpers when horrible things happen and the world seems evil and unfair look for the helpers because that's where you will find you know you'll see evil but you'll also see greatness and kindness yeah (laughs) you gotta see both I'm not saying see only one a lot of people a lot of these gurus are like well you know you should look at this. This should be your perspective. I'm saying, hey, and, and I think the reason I never was able to buy that message is because they didn't leave room for feeling like a victim and being angry and being hurt. It was like, well, no, you know, you're not looking at it right. You're ungrateful. I think you got to look at both.
1: See, I I think I think I think kind acts have been going on since the beginning of time. Yeah, it's just for some reason. Now we're noticing it. Be- <laughs> We take it for be, granted because it's we, not the thorn in your side. Well, it's just, and, and why wouldn't that man soothe that woman? You know what I mean? But we're we're so, sometimes we're just so shocked by that. Like, what happened? What happened to us that we're shocked by that? Why can't that be a a normal thing to happen. That's what I don't understand. Go ahead.
2: I think a lot of people in that particular case uh, was talking about it was a homeless man who was soothing the the victim at this point. And it's like, why is he taking, like, he's not even considering what position he's in. He's not running Uh
0: -uh. for safety, getting out of there. But,
2: I mean, he's also a victim for a different circumstance. So, basically, he's putting aside all of his adversity to help someone who's in trouble. Mm -hmm. And I'm
0: not suggesting that you should be a martyr. All I'm saying is I think that that was my problem with these, like, happiness people is that I got the impression that they were like, well, you should... happiness all the time is within reach. Just choose it. It's like, no, it's not. No, no, shut up. You're selling a false promise. And then it also makes you feel like if you're not happy all the time or made me, I can only speak for myself. It made me feel like if I'm not happy all the time, like I'm not grateful or I don't have gratitude. And I I just couldn't. I was like, what a message of bull. But I think that. For me, I can only speak for myself. I think that it's like yes, I I do get angry about things that are unfair. I do get horrified by the evil in the world. I do feel like a victim sometimes. I am ungrateful sometimes. And but at the same time, I can I'm mean, I starting to see how lucky I am to have everything I I have and to focus more on seeing the situation as like, "God, that was boy, was I lucky." Instead of, you know, being that little duckling if you're the duckling, right, it's like, oh my God, this woman found me, pulled over on the side of the highway, has a bunch of baby ducks and chickens, an incubator, two huge coops, and I now live on a seven acre farm. Because she called the wildlife, um, Nalibu Wildlife, and they said, well, he's not injured, and they wouldn't take it. No, that's right. I they believe don't, that. They- I'm not surprised. Heidi surpre- was pissed. It was the first time I've ever heard her swear. She said a-holes in her text, effing a-holes. She was so mad.
1: Yeah, and we like Malibu wildlife, but I don't know. Anyway, back to what you were saying about happiness. though. I think that the reason why people don't want you not to be happy is because then they can be happy if you're happy. Like, because people don't know how to handle sadness. No, they don't. They don't. Oh know, my god, they don't want to be around it. So it's just like, oh, just they either get away from it or the, so that's why that, I think that that's why I think there's so much pressure to be happy for I, the other person. I like excel in that. And I, I tell my friends, I'm like, look, I'm oblivious, man.
0: Like, you gotta, you gotta. And I used to tell this to all my old contestants. I was like, when you go home, you know, a new batch of of individuals in triage come in, and that's where I'm focused, right? Like, if you don't toss up the white flag, like I don't know you're in trouble. But when you're like, hey, you know, I lost somebody, or hey, I'm going through a breakup, or hey, I'm having fertility mm-hmm. issues, then. I I'm like, "Oh, you
1: know. You know where to kick it in."
0: Yeah, I can yeah. kick yeah, but if you don't tell me, no, I I get oblivious, I get selfish, I get self-absorbed. But if you tell me, like I, that's when I sing, man. That's when I'm like, "Come over to the house. Like come have dinner." Like that's really where I think I'm my most comfortable. Don't know what I Cuz then I can kick into gear, right? Then I can be like, "Oh, this is where I'm good. This is this is where I find value in it's myself." It's
1: your real house. Yeah. It yeah, is. but
0: most people you're right, they don't know how to handle it. They don't know what to say. And, yeah. and you know what I do try to fix a lot, and that and people hate that. They're like, Stop fixing, just listen. You know, and that, that is a problem of mine. It's hard to not be able to fix.
1: Well, it's it's what you're it's what you're meant to do. That's what you've been doing for all your years as you fix. I do wish I could just listen sometimes, you know? I do too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh well.
1: Listen to this. <laughs> What oh the my fuck god! What did you
2: eat today? <laughs> I don't know what's wrong. The real reason the plane had that's to turn around—that's right. Around. That's
0: what I said the first time. Oh my I, god! I
1: don't know why I did that.
0: <laughs> that Something the,
1: just came over me. It wasn't even
0: her
2: butthole.
1: <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> what do you mean?
0: You think it was the down? Uh, the, <laughs> oh. I don't know. I think it was the bum.
2: Was <laughs> <What's> it?
0: <laughs> um. No, we're we were done then. Oh. <laughs> oh, we're done now yeah no we were done look at bonsai you ruffled her feathers yeah it's just so, so I mad. liked it <laughs> look at her
1: where's my coffee it's coming
0: okay okay babes listen up You can stop worrying that coloring your hair might damage it because Madison Reed's at-home hair color is made with ingredients you can feel good about. That means no more ammonia, no more parabens, phthalates, and no PPD, SLS, or gluten. Madison Reed hair color is infused with argan oil, keratin, and ginseng root extract so you get shiny, healthy-looking hair right at home. And Madison Reed makes it easy to find your perfect shade with their online color quiz. And what's really cool is you can actually try on the different shades with their hair color tool to see how you'll look and find your favorite. Get ammonia-free, multi-tonal hair color delivered to your door for less than $25 at madison-reed.com. And use my promo code Jillian and you'll get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Again, my promo code is Jillian. Visit Madison-Reed.com now to find your perfect shade. That's Madison-Reed.com.
1: Why didn't you bring chocolate (laughs) again? (sighs) What is wrong with you?
2: Oh yeah, I feel shorted.
1: Nuts. No, the nuts are for buns. Oh. Well, I brought you organic Cheetos. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Manus,
0: stand over here, please. Oh, I have a bird <laughs> on my head and a short cord. Okay, come, hang on. Come on. <laughs> okay, turn sideways. Turn sideways. Okay, stand up tall. Yeah, you have an anterior pelvic tilt. Okay, so do you feel like your hamstrings are tight? Um, you don't even sit that much.
1: Not particularly. You don't
0: feel like you have tight hamstrings?
1: Uh, they've gotten tighter because I've been sitting so much more.
0: Okay, so they're not actually tight. A lot of times, here's the thing, we think we have tight hamstrings, right? But what's actually happening is that we sit so much that our hip flexors are tightening that's what's tightening and it's tilting your pelvis in such a way that's pulling on your hamstring so think of it like this your hips tilt forward right so your pelvis is lifting in the back as the top of your hips are tipping forward stretching the top insertion point of your hamstrings so they're being pulled and up so it's like a Yes, yes. Like they're s- being stretched. Ah. They're not actually tight. It's the opposite part that's tight. You need to actually stretch the anterior chain. Your quads, your hip flexors, your psoas. Mm-hmm. And strengthen the hamstrings and the posterior chain.
1: We sit a lot.
0: Yeah, we do. So so one of the things so like look <sighs> in the mirror and see if you've got that oh, let me see, Nicole. Stand up tall. Yeah, you have it too. Touch your toes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: look look at its back is so round. I think Nicole and I have the same thing. We're just a little bit tilt, a pelvic tilt. Tilted, yeah. yeah, but yeah. I can
2: put my toes in my mouth.
1: No, no, oh, that's a totally different related skill.
2: No, I'm not into uh, it, but I can do flexible on that way, just not this way.
0: Totally different thing, girl. That's also, it's not that that. you're not flexible. (laughs) It's that you have a pelvic. See, look how you're standing.
2: (laughs) See how you're pushing
0: your your hips forward like that? Tuck your tailbone under and pull your belly button in. That's the proper position. Did you lose some more weight? No. I wish. Summer's coming. Yeah, know. so right, but you're here look at you. I think you could use a sandwich you're here mm-hmm. Okay, so tuck your tailbone under pull your belly button in and no. when you're standing make sure you're doing that right Put your shoulder blades in your back pocket pull them back shoulders back. Oh, that's a good one Put your shoulder right? blades in your back pocket put your shoulder blades in your and back walk pocket. Walk on tuck the tailbone belly button in and right. be really conscientious of that now at night Get a foam roller and roll out your Oof, quads you and your hip flexors roller. i'm serious and it doesn't by the way it's not actually making the muscle longer it's telling it takes like two thousand pounds of force to to really do, you can't do that but what it is doing is it's sending a signal to your brain to tell the muscle to relax by doing the foam roller yes um really? so yeah wow so uh and then simultaneously right you want to be strengthening the posterior chain strengthening your glutes strengthening your hamstrings because a lot of people, mobility is the most important thing and it's totally overlooked. And I think it's because people don't actually know what it is. Mobility is flexible. We're all still standing. Flexibility and strength together. Right. Whereas power is speed and strength together. But when you think about what we really need, flexibility without strength I mean, you might be hypermobile, but you need to be strong yeah. to support your bone density, your musculature, to help prevent injury, to build stabilization, right? But you need mobility so you're not pulling, tearing, spraining, straining, and so on. Mm-hmm. And you're not getting that poor posture. And then the, so if your hips get out of alignment, right, and you run, it creates everything from like IT band pain, yeah. low back pain, and it's from sitting. So when you're standing, stand up, think about that posture, right? All the time. At night, Stretch out. Do psoas stretch. You're going to have to Google it. Unfortunately, I can't show you. Yeah. But, I, but I Google psoas stretch, QL stretch, um, and roll out your anterior chain.
1: Sorry, what's QL? What's
0: quadratus lum- lumbar. For crying lumb- out loud. Lumb- Lumber, yeah. Lumbar. Lumbar.
1: Quadratus. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just Hang thought on. it was something. It's quadratus. I'm still upset about Nicole. Anyway, Farting? No, sticking her feet in your mouth just suck her own feet I know Uh, okay
0: now another one have you noticed okay hold your arm up make bend your arm 90 degree angle okay so from the shoulder your arm should go straight out parallel to your elbow so your elbow should be in alignment with your torso not in front of your torso or behind your torso now roll your palm back towards the wall behind you keep going right there look how your shoulder in order to do that you go like this you're rotating your shoulder forward. So your arms straight, right? Roll it so that you're- But Jill, it's impossible. It's not impossible. It's limited flexibility. It's mo- poor shoulder oh, mobility. Here, I
1: thought I was being real good by- From a really tight pec minor.
0: Your chest muscles, right? Oh, look, you're already up here. Drop your shoulder, lift your elbow, drop your sh- you can't even do it. Yeah, you're here even to get your elbow up. Your trap is engaged. So look- I'm tense. You should be here, okay, from go. Okay. Palm facing the ground right arm parallel to the ground roll forward that's as far as i can get without my shoulder rolling forward that's what's causing those rotated shoulders and we're here all day long right we're yeah. hunched over our computer we're on our phones so our pec minor gets tight pulls our shoulder forward yeah so again what we have to do you take like a little golf ball or like oof or like a little massage ball and you put it and you're Terry's major, right? And you're, you going to have to Google yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you lean up against the wall so that you get that release, right? Mm-hmm. So you push it into the wall and you hold your shoulder back with your other hand and work on rot- rotating it. Ah. So that the whole idea is that your arm then goes from a parallel position to a perpendicular position with your palm
1: facing flat behind you, but without rotating the shoulder forward. You know what we should do? We should yeah? we should take a picture of this so we can post the picture when this yeah, segment airs. That's the proxy. That's why yeah. it's so hard to do your snappies. because people. It's just words I
0: if know, they can't I... see it. Otherwise, Otherwise I could I do all kinds of neat stuff like show them how to foam roll, you know, and release their IT bands and all that stuff. But I can't do that this way. I'm, sorry. I'm very limited, so fight? I just have to talk about poop and feet and sex no, and stuff. No.
2: Do you find that one peck is tighter than oh, the other? Oh, for sure, yeah.
0: Well, absolutely, yeah. And the one that you're probably dominant with. Oh, Nicole, there's oh, your word. Nicole, there dom she is. With. Dom. It's my dom arm. It's my dom arm. Wow,
1: don't yeah. need to know what she does with that. No, dom, no, no. I don't need to know. No, no, no.
0: Okay, we have a very special guest on the show today. <laughs> and um, Nicole, would you like to take credit I would like to take credit for introducing Gene Gurkhoff to you, who is the CEO of Charity Miles. Okay, go on. Well do you want to do- Hello Gene, welcome <laughs> to the show, my friend.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much for having me and it is an honor to be here.
0: So, Gene, will you tell everybody in a nutshell what is Charity Miles?
2: Thank you so much. Charity Miles, it's a free iPhone and Android app that allows people to earn money for charity. Whenever they walk, run, bike, dance, work out, move with purpose. And we partner with over 40 of the world's top charities, like Stand Up to Cancer. Yep. Who We've got some really cool stuff that we're doing with you uh, for. And we also are supported by corporate sponsors. So all you have to do is get out there and move and work out, and you help to earn money for charity. And so far, our members have earned over $2.5 million or charity. God, that's
0: crazy. So, it works as follows, right? But you you go to your yep. either Google Play or the App Store, right? iTunes App Store. Yep. You download the app, and then how does it work? You you, you have these 40 charities it, to select and you pick whichever you want. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you can choose any charity you want. You can choose a different one each time or you can ah, choose the one okay. same one each time. Um and so you choose a cause that matters to you and You know, we don't have, like I said, we have 40 charities. They're all world-class organizations. So if you care about cancer, we've got Stand to Cancer. If you care about Parkinson's, we've got the Michael J. Fox Foundation. If you care about animals, we've got the ASPCA. If you care about environment, we've got the Nature Conservancy. So if there's a cause that you care about, it's likely that we have a very good charity that you can feel good about moving for. And then it works like a fitness tracker that, you know, counts your steps or your miles, uh, your movement and you just press start and it'll track your movement and you'll start to earn money for charity and we're supported like i said by corporate sponsors and they're the ones who are funding it
0: so let me let me be very clear with everyone listening it costs you nothing, nothing. <laughs> it costs you nothing nothing you download it for free simple quick easy to use and every time that you exercise you raise money for a cause you care about now if that is not motivation I I don't know what is. Um, I want Thank to you. know, Gene, a little bit about your story and how Charity Miles started. But, I mean, I do know, actually, but I want to share mm-hmm. it with other people because it's a really great story on so many different levels. Thank you. So please tell us, Thank how you. did this begin, my friend?
2: So I started running marathons back in 2002 when I was in law school to raise money for Parkinson's research in honor of my grandfather, who has Parkinson's. And that's something I'm sure that you know, a lot of people have done whether it's a marathon or a five K or something like the the Train LA event that we're doing that you're doing in LA yeah, that I can't wait you guys to come and to. Stand
0: up to Cancer. That's right.
2: And, you know, pe- people move, they do walks, they do runs, they do bikes and they ask their friends and their family to support them and that's what I was doing. And I always wanted companies to sponsor me. I always wanted to get corporate sponsors so that I could raise more money. But I'm not a celebrity or a sponsored athlete so a professional athlete, so I was never really successful in doing that. But I always had an idea that if I could get enough people together, then collectively we would have the clout of a celebrity and and companies might want to sponsor us. So that was always an idea that I had and when smartphones came out and I started to see how many how much companies wanted to connect with us through our phones, I had the idea for charity models, which I could get enough people on one side of the phone, then companies would want to be on the other side of the phone. And Together we could become sponsored athletes, just like just like professional athletes, but for charity.
0: It's br- it's a, such a brilliant idea. And so tell me, okay, you. so you're a lawyer.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yep, I'm a recovering lawyer.
0: Right. Okay. And then you make yep. this transition. I used to be...
2: Yeah, uh, I ahead. was doing the Lord's work. I was doing the Lord's work as a real estate finance lawyer on Wall Street, really. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh... Wanted. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I had this idea and you know, I just wanted to make it work. I actually had a cu- another couple of projects that I'd done, you know, in the meantime, like as I was uh, practicing law where I was just interested in, in making websites and apps. And I didn't really know how to code anything. I would just kind of do it out of the box. And I made another app uh, where I hired somebody to make an app. And as you know, making an app is really expensive and yeah. really difficult. Yes, And I had no concept of that. So I actually made another app. Um, it was called Postcard Petitions. And it allowed you to create with your phone, you take a picture and we would create create a real postcard from that picture and mail it to your congressman for you. Uh-huh. So like if you cared about animal rights, you could take a picture with your Your horse and your dog and your pig and be like, hey, Congressman, I care about animal rights. Um, and that app totally failed, but it (laughs) taught me how much. uh, But it taught me how much you know how difficult it is to make an app, and and that's kind of what showed me how, how. The developer that I hired to make it was getting paid, you know, hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars by companies to make apps, which like mine were really beautifully made and maybe a good idea or not, but nobody was using. Right. And that's how I saw how much companies wanted to connect with us through our phones, and kind of all the things in my life came together in this one big thunderbolt moment where you know, my running for charity, my passion for that, my experience and knowledge that I had gained building that app kind of came together into the idea of Charity Miles.
0: One of the things that I really love about your story, though, is that it's, it's beyond like, oh, hey, guys, check out this really cool app. Um, what I love is that You went to school to become a lawyer, and then you Mm -hmm. ended up following a totally different career path that you're so passionate about, and I'm sure you use the skills from law school and being a lawyer in your business now, Mm -hmm. um, but to do what you love. And you weren't afraid. Thank you. Or maybe you were afraid, but you still...
2: Afraid every day.
0: Right. Well, yeah. (laughs) And you managed to move through that fear to pursue your passion, and then your worst fear happened, and you had a massive failure on your hands, and you still got back up dusted yourself off took the lessons and pushed through with perseverance to do what obviously you were destined to do which is charity miles and so the yep. lessons there in my opinion are so tremendous and it's it's kind of what we talk about all the time on the podcast when we're not talking about poop or strange sex fetishes <laughs> which has been anyway you don't did you ignore that gene um so is really about how you do that right like How do you learn to move through fear and use it as a source of motivation and not an instrument of paralysis in your life? And how do you not look at failure as a validation of incompetence, but rather as a sign of bravery and a learning opportunity? And so I would ask you, can you speak a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, I think it, it comes down to something that you and I were talking about on Monday when I was out there in Malibu with you is that you have podcast, to have
0: guys, by the way, yeah, and, yeah, and sharing emails on iTunes and Google yeah, play
2: coming out. You have to have a strong why. And you know, when you have a purpose, um, like you said, what, uh, what was your quote? Like when you have a, a strong, why? Yeah.
0: You, you, can t- the how. You, you
2: can figure out the how, I stole and, it,
0: but yeah, <laughs> I do yeah, say it a lot.
2: And, and for me, I just had this very strong why of, you know, wanting to to make that impact. At first, for Parkinson's in honor of my grandfather, but then my why has grown and changed so much, um, you know, from all the other people that have come into my life on this journey, uh, my why has become so much deeper. And when you have that why, you have to figure out a way to make it through the fear and the challenges. because. You know, that postcard app failing was not the first failure. I went broke during doing charity. In the first year, we didn't have any sponsors uh, because no no sponsor would sponsor us. So I sponsored it myself oh. and really put, like, everything I had into the app, and I went broke doing it. So then my wife and I ended up moving in with my parents, oh. and, um, like, right right before, you know, I had to shut down the business, we got our first major sponsors in the door that allowed me to keep it going, keep it going. And there's been failures and major setbacks at every step along the way. But, you know, at every time that I wanted to quit, I just saw all the people who were using Charity Miles and the stories that they were sharing with me and how much they loved the app and what it meant to them that I just had to figure out, and I have to figure out how to keep this going to make it work. Um, And it's so much more than raising money for Parkinson's now for me. It's, you know, we have had four people run across the United States with Charity Miles. And we have, so
1: incredible.
2: there's a young boy right now named Noah Barnes. He's 11 years old and he has type one diabetes. And on January 1st, he was standing on the, the southeastern tip of Key West. So the most southeastern tip of the United States. And right now he is around St. Louis. And the way that he got there is that he walked. He walked from mm-hmm. Key West, to St. Louis, and he's not stopping. He's going to the most northwest corner of Washington State, walking across and diagonally across the country, and he will be the youngest person by four years to walk across the United States, and he's doing it to raise awareness and money for diabetes, and he's doing it with charity miles, and the fact that an 11-year-old boy is, is, is using charity miles on that journey, and I get to be a part of that. I have a very, very strong why
1: yeah, and of
2: course. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll run through walls to make this work.
0: Well, you have. And I, I think, you know, we, we talk a lot about sacrifice. Like anything worth having comes at a price, yep. right? And I mean, mm-hmm. look at how far down it, you had to go. And I, I'm sorry to say, like when you're, we, we had to move in with my, here you were a wall street lawyer and then you and your mm-hmm. wife have to move in with your family. I mean, mm-hmm. tell me something, because I just—I'm just, just going to ask you honestly, because I—I've had massive failures in my life as well, and it is—it I find it to be so, like ego crushing. But I always say, you know what? Oh, yeah. A terrible day for your ego is a great day for your soul. What what mm. was that like for you? I mean, what did that feel like? And yet, you still were like, no, I, I'm going to keep
2: going. Um. Honestly, that was a really dark time. Yeah. Um, it was... I look back on it now and I don't laugh, but um, like as that was happening, Men's Fitness came out with an article. I did not know that they were doing this, but they came out with an article of like the 10 Game Changers of the Year. Mm. And it was like Elon Musk, Jimmy Fallon, Macklemore, and me. And I was... Broke and moving into my parents' apartment, wow. um, if they only knew. Wow. And it was a really, you know, all my friends from law school are doing really great, and it was just a really dark time. But at the same point, like that's when you find out what you're made of. Yes, and it's like that moment of truth, and and that way I feel lucky that I have that moment of truth because I think that some, I think that if I hadn't taken that challenge, I don't know if I'd ever. You know, experience. Know what I'm made of, right? Um,
0: you haven't you know, tested you, that's kind of that
2: why, way. and that's kind of why people do things like run marathons and Iron Man. It's you want to see what you're made of, or at least that's what I started to do. I wanted to see like what's going to happen. What yeah. am I going to do? What's the story that I'm going to tell myself at mile 21 when when I want to quit? You know, I want. Right. That's why I got into boxing, um, and and martial arts like you. Like I wanted to see what I was made of, and I feel very fortunate that I'm able to to know that. I can face that kind of fear, and you know what? Like, I know that there's challenges that people face that are much more difficult than anything that I've faced, and you know, whatever sicknesses and other challenges uh, that they it face,
0: can't even it, no. You know, it's, all, no. Can't even, it's all relative. Yeah. It doesn't even. It's all it, relative. Yeah, no, it's it's all relative. And I've, I've no, I I've learned a long time ago mm-hmm. not to be like, well, but that person has this yeah. or they're going through that and what have you. Yeah. No, that's I mean, it, and it negates everything that you went through and, and obviously you went through it for good reasons and you learned. For a reason, yep. Yeah. And you took it and gave it a meaning and built something yep. incredible. Um, and that to me is just such a magical story. And, you know, sometimes yeah. when I do stuff like on, oh, check out this challenge move. And it's like squatting on a body ball. I have people, mm-hmm. going, well, why do that? I'm like, well, <laughs> to see if I can, you know, and of yeah, course he was on the
2: other side.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm like, look, you know, have a spotter, do it on a, on mm-hmm. a on a mat, but it's like, am I? You know, can I get this? Can I master this? Can I work on my stability? Even though, yeah, no, it's not burning a mad amount of gas, but it's like it's like your marathon moment to see if I can, or yeah. or to kind of push yourself into these uncomfortable spaces. And I think yep. that you know, look, you you have a unique quality. I mean, you're you're obviously very um, resilient and incredibly smart as well. But you can be really smart and brilliant, but if you don't have the resilience as well as the passion, you're just not gonna Mm -hmm. transcend. And do you believe that it's something you were born with, something you gradually built over time, or a combination of both?
2: I don't know, I don't know the answer to that, but I know that I very purposely have tried to teach myself. I think that resilience is something that you teach yourself, and I think that I've been aware of wanting to build that resilience, and that's one of the reasons that I got into endurance sports and, and other things like boxing, is that I wanted to teach myself that type of grit. Right. That was one of the reasons that I got into it. So I think that it's something that you you can absolutely teach yourself. But also it's it's not transferable because like the type of resilience that you need to push through mile twenty one of the marathon Ugh. is a totally different type of resilience that you need to push through going broke and moving into your parents' apartment. Right. But there's some parallels there that you can take from one thing to the other. It's just a different type of resilience.
0: God, that's so true. Ugh. And Okay, so I want to know personally for you what's the next mm-hmm. thing that you want to tackle. You run a marathon, just personally, not professionally. We're gonna get there. Mm-hmm. Personally, what's the next thing?
2: Ah, mm. uh, physically. Yeah. Um, I would. So I did a fifty-mile ultra marathon, and then <laughs> I have You're maybe insane. in my mind like I'd like to someday do a hundred-mile ultra marathon. But that's really right now. So as you know, I have a newborn son, Matt. Yes, congratulations.
0: Uh, he's eight
2: months, mu- well, me not newborn, he's eight months old.
0: That's a newborn. So
2: I think, so I think for me, like the the new challenge is like getting the balance mm. so that I'm having, uh, the, the time and the quality time to spend with him and with my wife, Abby, right. while also, um, you know, growing charity miles and still pursuing all the things that I, I like to do athletically. And I'm very lucky that my wife is also very athletic. She's she loves to rock climb and do all sorts of things like that. So we have a fun life like that and being able to teach Max to you know, the values of being outdoors and, and active is going to be really fun. So, um I don't know if it's necessarily like a physical feat or challenge, but really being able to to bring that kind of balance and, and family into the equation as well.
0: And that's a challenge. Let me tell you when I do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deal with all the time. What's next for Charity Miles?
2: Working I with know, you. I know. All the amazing that. things that we've got who we're talking about. We're co-branding the 5K and the Jillian app. We're doing Train LA. We've got so many great ideas. Thrive, um, I mean, I think Thrive, what's oh, it
0: Did I jump the gun on that one? Was I yeah. allowed to mention? No.
2: Oh. Uh, we, can mention, we can talk about it. We're talking with Thrive Market, Thrive Market about doing some really great stuff together. And, you know, what's really amazing is like, We've got all these amazing opportunities. We've built ourselves to the point where we're, where we've, you know, caught the attention of somebody like you is amazing to us. That you know, you are interested in what we do, and that Thrive Market is interested in what we do, and that we have the opportunities to work with you. So we're just so grateful for that, and we're really looking forward to all the amazing things that we can do together. And we're so happy to have you part of the Charity Mouse family. Oh
0: my God, are you kidding? Um, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be epic. Associated. And, and so for those of you, um, who either have my app, know of my app, don't have my app, we are, uh, our Get first, it. right. Well, yeah. Our first program is uh, the 5k, right? And yep. we are branding it. It is our charity miles 5k and any cardio program that we're going to create. Well, hopefully Jean, uh, from this point mm-hmm. forward, we would like to do with charity miles because love it. Why not? Woo-hoo. Why not? I mean, Why not? Yep. Um and so for for my company right it's very important that we are working with companies like yours uh or Thank thrive you. market for example um and mm-hmm. so uh yeah so now you guys know that's going to be the first one that goes up which is going to be our 5k should be up and hopefully by the time this podcast goes live it should be up and ready to nice. rock um and we want you guys training if you're going to our July 8th event on Saturday morning at the Shrine yep. Auditorium we want you training and doing your charity miles to train
2: there we go
0: and let me reiterate the app is free free f-r-e-e it's free Costs you nothing you can use it android you can use it on ios doesn't matter what your device is it takes a second to download when you work out you pick your charity it raises money from corporate sponsors it costs you nothing zero there is no reason if you are exercising Not, by the way, Gene. I got another question. Well, what if you're not exercising and you're like a 10,000 step kind of person?
2: You can use it. You can just walk around. People walk their dogs with it. Right. People walk to work with it. You could walk through your day, but I will say something kind of, you're you're talking about, you you said something when we were in, in Malibu, which really resonated with me about how, you know, when you give people workouts, you give they're simple, but they're not easy. Yeah. And I think the same thing is true about charity miles. It's very simple, but it's not easy. It might seem easy. All you got to do is open the app, click a couple buttons, but there's a very—you have to be very purposeful about it. It's—it's a—it's a very simple thing to do, but to to be purposeful about it and say today I want to walk for Stand Up To Cancer is a very purposeful action, and that's what I think makes it really special, right. because you are deciding that you want to make a difference today. And with all the other things on your mind, all the other distractions, all the other apps buzzing at you, all the things that you might be thinking about for work or your family or whatever, the fact that you're willing to take that moment and say that you want to walk with purpose today is a very meaningful thing, and and that's what I think makes it so special.
0: I agree with you completely, and I I absolutely love the app. And yes, Nicole, I am grateful to you for turning me.
2: <laughs> and I am grateful to you as well, Nicole. <laughs> I am grateful that everyone's so grateful to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Manis. I'd like to be grateful, too. I, I'd like to be grateful because I have so enjoyed listening to Gene talk. I love his energy and his... She he's, was. She was melting. to me, you. he's great. Yeah, you're zhuzh. You got
2: good <laughs> zhuzh. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And Gene, <laughs> tell
0: us, the name of the podcast is...
2: The Extra Mile, we'll be starting to release it at the beginning of June. We've recorded about eight episodes so far. Cool. They're awesome, amazing people like Jillian, who of course. have a great story <laughs> to tell and great insight to share at the intersection of health and purpose.
0: Excellent, buddy. You're the best.
2: Thank you. Talk okay. soon. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.
0: your questions we want to talk to you at
1: Jillian podcast at gmail.com. Guidelines. Guidelines. Yes. Three sentences.
0: Or less. Or less. And a phone number.
1: And a phone number. Yeah. Alright. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.